So recently I saw a documentary on PBS. It's this PBS Nova series. I mean, it's been around for decades and it's still serving up really good stuff. And uh, if you are curious about you know, all sorts of science stuff, I, I think it's one of the most fascinating series that's been around for a long time. But the show that was on recently was about whales in the desert, <laughs> which is an interesting, intriguing topic on its own. But it's this notion that there have been whale bones found all throughout the desert. I believe it's uh, Northern Sahara, something like that. I'm not good at specifics, so you'll have to go check it out yourself. But the general idea is that it's uh, these whale bones that have been discovered. And those whale bones had feet and basically create this um, suggestion that through the evolution of whales, of the creatures that we know of today as as uh, sea mammals, essentially, that they had evolved from being sea creatures or, or land creatures to sea creatures. And the hypothesis is essentially showing that these creatures were in a situation where basically all of their food was in the water and it was plentiful and there was no competition. So they evolved pretty quickly to adapt to the water that they're feet slowly adapted to become uh, fins and change over time and that they're more closely related to hippos more than other animals. Now, again, I'm not good at the specifics. So if you want the science specifics, I suggest going to check out that Nova episode. But the point of this is that uh, the, journal, the journal prompt that I've been thinking about that leads to this podcast episode is that what makes you adaptable as a person and evolution is typically seen as this linear line of you start here and then you end here. And I think a lot of us think of our lives in that way. You start here and then you end here. That there's some sort of end point, whether that's death or the death of the universe or whatever, that in that explanation, we sort of see ourselves as human beings as this like great edge point of evolution, that we are the leaders right now of consciousness achievement. And to some degree that may or may not be true, I don't know. But the idea here is that most of the time, if we think of evolution in this linear terms of like a bunch of happenstances that lead us to a belief that uh, uh, the, the latest version of a creature is where things are going for that line of creatures, if that makes sense. So for whales, for example, it's often surprising to, I mean, it surprised me to see that whales went into the ocean, that they were this land creature that went into the ocean and evolved that way. And it made me think about adaptability. And it made me think that evolution through also other things that I've been researching that like it's more cycles and it's more about adaptability and not linear. And as humans, for example, we don't evolve very quickly, genetically speaking. Like many creatures have short lifespans, so they evolve very fast to adapt to their environment. Their genes are passed down very quickly from creature to creature, and 
with that, the genetic markers are being passed down very quickly and the adaptations that are needed to, you know, to, to survive to the environment are being passed through genetically. What makes us different as human beings is that we use our intelligence to adapt. We adapt our environment or we change our environment. So adaptability for us looks very differently. Adaptability for a species means reproducing, usually. And for humans, we also reproduce, but our reproduction is not necessarily happening at these uh, short time scales and not happening genetically very quickly. So, for example, if we're, we're living in this time period of cell phones, where a lot of us are looking down, we're very hunched over, if we were adapting very genetically very quickly, meaning like short weeks or months time scales where they were new generations very fast, very quickly, then we'd probably be developing like cricks in our necks in this hunch and we'd be very hunched over because that's what genetics thinks that we need to do. <laughs> it's what's leading to chemical rewards. So we're adapting, we would be adapting to develop that kind of hunch or maybe not using our legs as much because we're lounging around a lot, right? So actually, if we were evolving genetically very quickly, it would probably not be very suitable for us uh, because then we'd be, I don't know, adapting to live in uh, the homes that we live in. And in some ways we are. Uh, we're living in a very comfortable experience. But I think one of our adaptations, the thing that we bring as human beings that's unique relative to other animals and species is we use our intelligence to adapt our environment or we change the environment we find ourselves in, which is also why I think there's so much freak out about the environment in general. That's just what we kind of fixate and focus on. Uh, and, you know, if we don't have a planet, then we don't survive. And then also if, you know, some of the solutions is like, well, just go somewhere else. And that's another thing we do really well. We're very nomadic and we endure. We get on our two feet and we are able to travel long distances and carry things for long distances. That's a big part of our ancestral history, not only in modern history before we had cars and even horse and buggy and the ability to travel long distances in shorter time spans, but uh, it's also what we fixate on when we're creating transportation and we're creating technology is this ability to travel faster or quicker. I suspect that you know, there's there's been a lot of talk of things like bullet trains and stuff like that. I suspect that we'll find ways to to uh, to to continue to make travel easier and faster for us, because the ability for us to change our environment is important to us as human beings, since we're not genetically adapting very fast. It's not as if we're genetically quickly able to adapt to the change in atmosphere, for example. So that elicits a panic in us to, okay, so we have to use our intelligence to change what we're doing to make the environment more suitable for us. Now that's a macro scale. That's a big picture thing. But in terms of like short, smaller scale, you know, we live inside dwellings, we have homes, we have air conditioning, we have created systems and circumstances to adapt to us. And then also people move if they're like, this environment's not working for me. The social structure is not there. Uh, whatever the circumstance or situation is, that is something that we can just get on our legs and go somewhere else. I mean, we as human beings have populated the entire planet 
in various places. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, the range of places that we can live and adapt to. And there's very much places that we can't go to. And so we have our limits and we are needing to adapt to those limits. You know, sometimes conserving, sometimes creating new technologies to, you know, to be able to survive regardless of what the environment is. And when you think about space and Mars and space travel is like, being able to survive on other planets or to survive in different atmospheres or to be able to create circumstances or situations that transmutate the atmosphere to be able to adapt to us. Like that's the ultimate thing, right? To be able to go to like, uh, uh, like Europa and change the atmosphere to terraform it or to be able to, uh, have technologies that makes breathable air for us or converts something else into breathable air for us like that's the ultimate nomadic adaptable situation for human beings <clears throat> but right now as it stands we have literal limits because we don't adapt genetically very quickly so i'm, I'm kind of nerding out about all of this because um it's it's making me think about how we as human beings think about adaptation and think about like evolution, right? We always think about evolving as like a next step. It's a forward motion. But I think the whale story really tells us and shares with us this notion that sometimes it might be taking a step back. We might be going too far too fast. Some people would say that obviously with what we're doing with the environment and mining things and, and technologies and all of that stuff. But in terms of adaptation to our situation and our circumstances, it may be that something small, it's like your, your social circle has changed because you went through a divorce or your kids are getting older and your life is changing because they are genetically evolving and changing very fast. So your circumstances need to evolve and change very fast. In my case, you know, I, I, my uh, income has changed very quickly. So I've been trying to adapt and find new ways to, to earn an income. And that's by making my Substack into a membership and inviting people to engage in the daily journal prompts and have that community conversation started. Right now it's at its beginning stages, but I would really love for this to be something that you engage with, not just on YouTube, but through Substack to have, you know, a greater conversation about these interesting ideas or to bring your ideas or to bring your journal prompts or what's been helping you. Right. So part of what we do and adapt as human beings is like engage and share thoughts and exchange, exchange feelings. One of the ways that we do adapt very quickly is in adapting and changing our thought process or our feeling process or uh, evolving internal technologies to heal because if we're dealing with emotional wounds and pain, then we're less likely to adapt. We're le less likely to change. So learning how to to heal and to, to grow and to mine your internal world is to become more adaptable, is to become more flexible. You know, um, we're all triggered by various things. We all get very upset. We get defensive about stuff, but if you're able to process it and you're able to understand why this happens to you, what this is reflecting about you, what this represents as like a good or bad version of you, 
And then you're able to examine it and say like, actually, this is not relevant anymore. I don't actually have to worry about that. I can let it go. Then you become more adaptable because then you're less triggered by that. And that opens up your ability to get to know more people, which again, makes you more adaptable. We're a very social species. So part of that adaptability for us is being social. It's sharing and expanding our thought process. Something like AI is allowing for us to share and expand our thought process. It expands our reach. It expands our intelligence. And then it's going to expand our ability ability to terraform our environment. I mean, I've done podcasts about AI in the past, but if AI is evolving to be able to speed along our thought process and to be able to inhabit our consciousness into robotics, then we can send space probes to other planets to figure out how to do that adaptability process to like maybe change the atmosphere or to convert the atmosphere into breathable air for us. Uh, That's a process that we can do with less and less human risk and to basically test iterate um, faster in terms of using our intelligence to expand the light of human consciousness. Right? So, you know, AI is sort of this expansion of our thought and feeling process though AI is not feeling, it's it's sort of interpreting how our words that we use to express feeling, to express thoughts, to express beliefs, that it's going to help us be able to adapt and expand and to get clearer thinking around what we need to do to change our environment. I mean, right now, one of the adaptations we need to make, honestly, is that a lot of younger people are feeling a sense of meaninglessness. There's a sense of of uh, not having a, a, a direction or sense of contribution or a uh, being very productive, you know, uh, and, and, and uh, effectively productive. And that's a complex web. It's not even me blaming uh, younger people. It's that there is um, a complex web of situations and systems in terms of generationally, in terms of outdated technologies, uh, all of this stuff that is requiring for uh, an alignment of sorts to allow for uh, uh, for us to get out of our own way. If AI, for example, allows for us to get out of our own way and we can do more robotic farming, we can do more robotic uh, ways of... Um, handling a lot of jobs that don't require humans to be in a healthy state of mind, <laughs> uh, that we can actually focus a little bit more on living and breathing and the sort of basic necessities of existing, that we can evolve our philosophies and not sort of waste our thought processes on just trying to survive. You know, so if, if robotics can handle the surviving part, then we can handle the thriving part. And that gets into bigger picture philosophies of what that even looks like and what that means and the exploration of meaning and purpose when it comes to that. A lot of people could say creativity is a form of purpose. Uh, I don't know. That's another exploration for another time, I think. But the, I think the main idea here is about adaptability. And you know, for a lot of people, AI is starting to make adaptability, uh, a possibility for more people for creating income, but then also helping with farming and helping with expanding individual reach. Uh, and then, uh, for some people it's like literally 
the ability to change your environment. So uh, ultimately, I, I think all of these sort of uh, my long winded explanation is getting to the main question is like, what makes you adaptable? And conversely, like as a part of the question, what is keeping you from being adaptable? Is it a trauma? Is it a thought pattern that you're kind of stuck in? Are you in an echo chamber that's not letting you challenge your own thought process? Are you in a relationship that is not letting you thrive? Um, you know, uh, there's a lot that you could examine there, right? So what I offer as part of the journal prompts is like, just take five minutes, free flow writing. Don't stop yourself. Don't filter yourself. Just write it out. You don't have to share it anywhere. You don't have to post it anywhere. If you get insights from it, which usually tends to happen for some people when you read it back or you examine as you're writing and get surprised by your own thought process, you can join on Substack, dopamine.substack.com, D-O-P-E, like, yo, that's dope, dopamine.substack.com. Join us there underneath this post or underneath the, one of the other journal prompts. You can share some of your insights, share some of your stories, or if you have a uh, journal prompt that you think would be really interesting for other people to engage in, you can share that as well. So you can be a free subscriber, which you'll get weekly prompts like this one as part of the podcast and some of the public promotion of this. But if you become a premium subscriber, whom I'm calling insight navigators, I don't know, I think it's just like kind of a fun word, a fun phrasing that, uh, you'll get weekly or daily journal prompts and, uh, you know, start to build this community of people who are all interested in adaptability and inner work and growth and sharing some of what I would perceive as maybe more high quality conversations that are a little bit more attuned and focused and centered on trying to evolve and adapt. I'm not even going to use the word evolve anymore because adaptability doesn't necessarily mean the classical version of evolution. Sometimes it does take a perceived step backwards to adapt. And sometimes we don't allow ourselves to adapt because it looks like a step backwards. When really we just need to adapt. Adapt could be, it's like moving on a chessboard. You have to go left, right, up, down, diagonal. Wherever you need to go is wherever you need to go. It's hard for us to perceive that again because we don't adapt genetically very fast, but we've developed the ability to intellectually adapt very fast and then physically move to different places to adapt very fast. So if you want to adapt very fast, Come join on Substack, dopamine, D-O-P-E, like, yo, that's dope. Dopamine.substack.com is the place to go and hang out. My name is Christian Rivera. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Leave a comment, ask a question if you're not sure about what the Substack is or means, or if you just want to, uh, you know, you're not sure, you just want to check it out uh, uh, and know what I'm about, feel free to, to reach out. So that's it. I appreciate you, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. 